0: Another episode of the Hide the Cutlery podcast. My name is Stinson Hunter and I really appreciate you checking this podcast out and having a little bit of a listen. Um, So it's been about a week and a half since the last podcast. I've been trying to sort a few little things out. I got myself into a bit of a state the other week. Um, I've not been sleeping well at all. I've pretty much just been awake constantly um, for a good few weeks um, with the odd sleep every now and then. So I've kind of been struggling a little bit. Uh, And that's really, I think, because I've just got a lot on my mind. Because there's a lot that I've got in my head that I really need to get out, you know? And I always seem to struggle with it. I seem to struggle with, with, with things. And I let things build up. And I let the stress get to me. And I kind of go in on myself and sort of a recluse, more of a recluse than what I am anyway, because I'm quite a, a solitary person, you know, um, I do like my own company, I do like my own time, um, I do sort of have a really small group of friends and and whatnot, and, and, I, and I like that, you know, because I've kind of done the whole lots of friends or faux friends, as I like to say, and, and it all kind of goes wrong, which is kind of why I'm kind of in a bit of a position that I am now, you know, because I've sort of trusted the wrong people and I've been naive and I've kind of been a little bit stupid. And hopefully I'll be able to get into more of that over the, the coming months, you know, to give people a better idea of kind of what has actually happened over the past couple of years. Um, So, you know, a brief roundabout sort of way, I'll try and explain little bits as I'm trying to explain what I'm going to talk about today. As most you know, in 2014, I had a documentary come out called The Pedophile Hunter. You know, it's been seen around the world. You know, I did, I did that for free. I did that because I believed in the project. You know, I was already doing the stings and everything else. And I, I wanted to get it out to the masses. So I agreed to do that for free. And I don't regret that at all. You know, it, 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 it did exactly what I'd set out to do and i'd always said that I wanted to get people talking, I wanted to start a dialogue, I wanted to start a conversation and i can i've done that you know, but like i 've said before, I need more, I need to do something, I need to work, and for the past couple of years i 've spent a considerable amount of my own time and money trying to build up these projects, you know working with various production companies and various other people, and it 's sort of always gone wrong. And I think that's because maybe I'm hard to work with. No, I know I am hard to work with. But but the reason I am hard to work with is because I've got a goal and I have this vision and I need to follow that vision. I can't have my vision then taken and then moved into another direction by somebody else and their vision. That isn't me. You know, I was lucky when we made the paedophile hunter that Dan Reed kind of saw my vision and that's why i agreed to work with him again last year we you know i had a for those that don't know i did keep it quiet but i actually had my own series set up for channel 4 it'd been commissioned by channel 4 we'd been filming the pilot for channel 4 it was all systems go and then all of a sudden dan started to go a bit quiet on me and for me i believe that he he didn't want me to run around with other people but also at the same time there was maybe something more financially viable for him and I, I, you know, I took that as a bit of a, a dent to my confidence, you know, because he'd sat there, we'd sat there for hours, me and Dan, just talking about these ideas. And he was absolutely buzzing off these things that that I was coming out with. And the reason he started to get back in touch is because I'd spoken to Love Productions about this idea and they were buzzing for it and they were coming from London or wherever it was to come and see me in Birmingham. And Dan sort of managed to find out about that and sort of put a massive stop to it, which sucked, but... I believe that Dan wanted to work with me and it felt like he was dragging it out for a long time he he did that, you know he was he was promising me the world and I was getting nothing I was supposed to get paid I never got paid you know um I had to give up my flat everything you know because I invested all my time and all my money into making sure that I could dedicate myself to this this show we were making this this pilot for Stinson Hunter investigates and you know I believed in it and as people who know me know that I put absolutely everything into something if I believe in it and I threw myself wholeheartedly into this project and I had no support from Dan. You know, we're supposed to be a team. He'd he he. He'd sold it as I was part of the team but then dropped, dropped me when sort of at the slightest drop of a hat, with no sort of real expl- explanation. I don't believe the the explanation he gave me because he'd said things previously that I don't think he remembered saying to me, and then repeated them again. The things he'd said during the pedophile hunter, and then repeated them again, as though it was like he was doing me a favour. And I'm like, you're not doing me a favour because I'd already spoken to somebody else about it, and they were up for it. You know, you've kind of, in a way, you've 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 messed it up for me. And, you know, I'm not going to go on about that too much because regardless of the business side of things with Dan, I still respect him. You know, I I can dislike something about somebody but still respect them as as a filmmaker. I think he needs to work on his people skills a little bit more um, because he doesn't realise sort of the effect that he has on other people in a negative way. But you know, that's life, man, that's life, and you deal with it, you know, I still respect him, I'd still sit down and have have, have a meal with him, you know, if he approached me again, but put paper, you know, pen to paper and said, right, we're doing this, then I'd do it, man, I'd do anything to work with Dan Reed again, because the guy is one of my favourite filmmakers of all time, documentary filmmakers of all time, Kevin Smith being my favourite director of all time, along with James Cameron, but, you know, I would, I'd do it, but, I've got myself into like a situation now where it's like, well, what do I do? Do I just sort of stick to doing these podcasts, and you know, hopefully someone will come along and say, "Oh, Simpson, have you got any ideas?" and then we can work with them, or I can take take, take it off my own back and try and create something myself. And the problem that I had in the past when I've tried to create these things myself is I've tried to do absolutely everything myself. I've tried to be the cameraman, the director, the producer, the editor, the music guy, the filter guy, everything. You know, anything you see in a, in a, in a piece of work that's been made, I tried to do every single thing on that. And I'm not capable of doing that, man. I'm a director. I'm a vision guy. You know, like with the paedophile hunter and the stuff that we did around the paedophile hunter, you know, I was the one that come up with the idea. I was the one that got the team together and give them their roles and made it all work as a team I'm good at the sort of the vision but I'm not so good at the practical I would come in sort of Stubbsy would do the talking I do occasionally I'd be texting but I was working with, with Grime on the social media stuff and the website stuff and everything else that had to go around with it and obviously I was constantly being filmed I was filmed a lot more than Stubbsy and Grime and everyone else during that period so you know it's we we had defined roles we all had defined roles uh, i'm not the guy that can go out and film like constantly like that isn't my brain doesn't compute with that like I, I, but i can see things so what i'm doing now is i'm working out you know where what my state of play is what the state of play is what the next step is and the next step is for me to create what i was creating with dan for channel 4 but for myself, by myself rather. And the last few weeks, as I said at the start, that I've had a bit of a you know, it's been a bit emotional, you know, I've had I've had I've had no sleep and 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 it gets a little bit boring, you know, I can cope with no sleep, but it does get a little bit boring and I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, Well, I have to do something instead of just sitting and hoping that something'll change and you know, dipping my toe into something and then getting a little bit scared. You know, I'm scared to say, oh, this is my idea. I want these people to help me. You know, I get scared that, you know, people might steal the ideas, which they have done. You know, I went to Sky with ideas and they ran off with the ideas themselves. You know, I've told people that I've respected, that filmmakers that I've respected, and I've seen them go off and do it themselves. And I'm like, you didn't think of that idea, man. Like, we were talking about the idea of it as involving me as well. And and now you've just gone off and done it for yourself. Like, that's a bit crap, man. Like, I'm not interested in the money. I'm not interested in the fame. I don't want to be in anything that I make. I don't want to be in it. I want to direct it. I want to produce it. I want to make my visions come alive, alive rather, and use talented people and showcase talented people to cre- that, that have helped me create this art, this vision that I, I see. So I'm getting a bit worked up because I've got all these things inside my head, all these ideas, all these visions, all these goals, and I think people think I'm a little bit mad, and I accept that, I accept that people might think that I'm a little bit off the wall sometimes, but let's not forget that the paedophile, everything that came with that I alone was the one that envisioned this. I saw where it was gonna go. I saw it, and it's exactly where I thought it would go. I knew what was gonna happen from the second I started and I believe with my whole heart and everything, my entire being, that the ideas that I've got swirling around in my my messed up little head, I believe that they can do something pretty damn special. And I've gone to production companies and they've ran off with the ideas or they've just been interested in making a shitload of money, man. And I'm not interested in making a shitload of money. Yeah, I need to make a living. Obviously, everybody has to make a living. What do people want me to do? Sit on the dole? No, that isn't me, man. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not interested in being a millionaire. I'm not interested in being super rich and driving around in nice cars. I don't even drive. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy to get on a train. I'm just a normal bloke that had something unlocked. When I was making The Peterborough Hunter, my brain just switched and I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. The whole filmmaking process, everything about it, I loved it. I've always loved film. I've always loved documentary. I've always loved learning about stuff. And from that point, from when we started making that film, my whole outlook changed. You know, I nearly died making that film when I was run over and my whole outlook changed. And I feel like I'm being stifled. I feel like people forget that something that I started, that I started something big, that was my head that started that, and people don't give me the credit that, sometimes I think I probably deserve when it comes to creativity. And when I go to people, it's like, oh, you're just the paedophile hunter. No, I'm not. I'm not just the paedophile hunter. I have ideas that I believe could help change people's lives, change the world in just maybe a small little way. I have these ideas. And I can't let them go to waste anymore. I can't do it. Because it's killing me, people. It's genuinely, absolutely hand-on-heart killing me that I'm sat with these ideas and I'm not doing anything with them. So the minute I'm trying to get a budget together, I've got, I've got money that I can put aside to start creating something. I've started storyboarding something. I've started, in my head, I'm planning it. I can see what needs to be done. And I'm not going to involve production companies. I'm not going to involve these types of people that will want to twist and change it, you know. I I want to make this film that I've got in my head, this documentary in my head, to be the most shocking thing to people that will make people really realise things you know, I don't want to say too much because I know full well someone will run away with it. And anybody that works with me, I'll act, they're going to have to sign non-disclosures because I've been messed about in the past so many times. So I'm trying to find, I'm going to, in the you know, in the coming weeks, I'm going to start looking for a camera person, you know, somebody that's an all-rounder that can edit, film, do everything that I need them to do to help produce this piece of work that I'm planning in my head and I know people get sick of me saying oh I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm sick of saying it too. Do you know what? The last time I said I was going to release something, right? It wasn't even me that said I was going to release it it was the production company that clearly were trying to get themselves a little bit of attention that were clearly trying to use me for a little bit of attention i never wanted to shout my mouth off about some some documentary there was honestly this documentary that i was making as a production company would have been awful absolutely diabolical the people had no clue what they were doing even i knew how to do their job better than them and i'm glad it got canned man i'm glad that they turned into a bunch of dicks that, were, that revealed themselves for what they were. Uh, I was just like, nah, I'm not interested in all your money. I'm not interested in that. I'll walk away. You know, I'll turn my back on that. You start talking about how much money you're trying to give me, how big of a budget you're trying to give me. I'm going to be like, no, because that means you've got control over me and my artistic freedom. And I don't want that. I don't want control of people having control over my artistic freedom. I want to be, be in control of my artistic freedom. And, yeah, people could argue that, oh, Stinson, if you play the game, you know, it would work out better. I don't play the game, people. You know, like, people forget that all of the paedophile hunting stuff, I was the one that the police were threatening. I was constantly being threatened. I constantly booked the trend. I never uploaded the stings. I never uploaded them after they were convicted. They were always put up the same day that they were, I caught them before they were even arrested. So I don't play the line. I don't toe the line. I don't. I always book the trend. And people that try and work with me never really do seem to do their research about me. You know, they tell me that I can have complete artistic freedom and I can do this and I can do that. I can do whatever I like, that I'm in control. And then they turn around and try and rein me in when they want. And it doesn't work like that with me. You know, and I don't think a director or someone of that sort of ilk, my ilk, should be put in a box. I think there's there's certain people that like to toe the line, that like to follow the studio line or the production line and that isn't me. I've never been that guy which is why I've got to do it on my own. I've got to throw myself out there and stop trying to hide behind a production company and relying on them to sort of do everything for me and hoping that they won't turn out to be a bunch of bellends. I've got to do it myself and I'm not, sat here saying right this film's coming out this year I don't know I haven't even started filming it I haven't even got a cameraman. I haven't even got an editor you know I've got nothing at the minute I'm building this up I want to use this podcast to share what I'm doing in a roundabout way to give people an idea of what's going on and the sort of people that I'm looking for because somebody could listen to this and be like you know what I'm a filmmaker I've made I've I've held a camera before I'm pretty damn good I'm going to get in touch with you you know I want to use this as a networking tool as well as reaching out to people and explaining what is going on in my life or in the world or whatever. But I'm determined. I'm really determined, man. Like, it breaks my heart that I, I can't produce what, I'm, what I want to produce. And I'm not interested in the telly. I don't want it on the telly because you've got compliance. You have to jump through all these hoops when you do telly stuff. And I don't like that. I don't like that one little bit. You know, I like being free you know and with the internet you're a lot more free and before the internet starts to really clamp down on you know what you can get away with i want to take advantage of that like i did when i started uploading the paedophile stings i want to take advantage of the fact that there is a a flaw within the internet that you can get away with a lot more and this sort of idea that i've got for a film i really hope that it will it will it'll do something special you know um it's about getting the budget together. Like I've got the budget for, I've got like part of the budget and then I've got to build up for the rest of the budget, which I think by the end of July, I'm going to be able to go into pre-production and start getting the people in. From now, I'm going to start talking to people, meeting people. And then from July, I want to go into pre-production with a view to start filming sort of September time. That's my goal. Anything could change between now and then, but that's my goal. And I'm not telling anybody what the film is about until NDAs are signed. You know, I'm pretty sure that friends will come sniffing around me, um, asking me questions. But I'm sorry, I'm not telling anybody anything. Like, this is between me and my brain for now. Um, Because I want to make this. I want to get this out for for the people. Because a lot of people put a lot of faith in me. A lot of faith in me. And it seems like I've let them down. It seems like I have not honoured any of my agreements. But in reality, I've tried for so long. You know, if anybody that actually knows me will verify that I have been trying for so long to try and get something out for you guys. And, you know, I'm going to try my damned hardest to stay on schedule for this. You know, I, I've got it in my head. I've got my times and my dates, and I know when I've got money coming in and when I'm getting paid and, and this, that, and the other. And I, and, I, and I think that now is a really good chance to sort of move forward. And I'm not going to, like, I was like this last year, And then obviously Love Productions got involved and then Dan Reed with Amos Pictures got involved and then Dusted Media got involved with their Rats. And and they all, it took me off. It took me off the trail, the line that I was going down. You know, and I need to get back on that track. I need to be independent. I am independent. I've always been independent. You know, I should never have tried to go with production companies. That isn't me. People warned me, they were like, Stinson mate this isn't you this isn't what you're about why are you doing this and I'm like because I want security because I know that if this works out then I've got a job for life that I can constantly make films I was that desperate to make films that I'd do anything you know going back to hunting paedophiles which I didn't want to do I had to do it to, in order to get that documentary out to get the next part which now in reality I don't think there was ever going to be a next part I think they, this last lot that I worked with they just wanted a paedophile hunter part too they were never going to get it they were never ever going to get that and I think that's what they were gearing for and that isn't that isn't me that isn't me man I, I that was a period and and I threw the grenade in there got people talking and people are still talking people have been inspired by me to go out and do it you don't need me to keep doing that because there's that many other people doing it when I did it nobody was doing it now everybody's doing it you know I need to use my profile to help other people that have been abused, other other areas that aren't being looked at that are being grossly overlooked. I'm not just a one-trick pony, and I refuse to accept that anymore. I've I've accepted it for so long. I've even turned it into a bit of a joke. You know, I'm not relevant anymore. Maybe I'm not, but in my head, the ideas that I've got are, are more than relevant. Nobody had thought about pedophile hunting before. I did it. Look what happened. This next idea and the millions of other ideas that I've got. If I can do one thing, if one person like me that has been a complete fuck up his entire life can start something as important as that, then I can't let that go to waste, man. Do you know what I mean? And uh, If people sit there and go, oh, you're just blowing your own trumpet. Yeah, man, so what? I've got a talent. I know what I'm good at. I know that I'm good at something and I wholeheartedly believe that I can create something amazing on my own with a team of people on my own, me being the producer director, funding it, having people work for me, you know, it just sucks. For anyone that's got a creative mind that feels like they've been stifled or they have been stifled, you you can, you can understand what I'm saying and I have to live inside my own thoughts and my own brain because I've got no one really that I can engage with to talk about because my girlfriend, you know, as supportive as she is, this isn't her field, this isn't her realm of, you know she doesn't live in my world my friends don't live in my world you know I need to I need a creative circle like I had before Stubbsy and Grime there was a creative circle Kev his involvement you know we had a creative circle and I need to create that again and I've already made the first step I've spoken to a tech guy and hopefully I'm fingers crossed this guy turns out to be what I think he could be because if this works out then it's on to the next step then the next step it's all reliant on this first step, and once we're past this first step, it's all guns blazing. I really hope this has made some sense and given you some insight into what has actually been going on in my head, that I'm struggling a little bit sometimes, that I have these ideas and these visions and these goals and these things that I need to do, not for me, but for other people, and one step after another step after another step, I seem to get stifled, and I've had enough, I'm not going to let that happen anymore, and I'm going to do my absolute best to ensure that this happens and that I'm not involving people that are only out for their own gain. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to have me be the gaffer and then halfway through get some production company and that's going to finance it and then they start taking control and try and move it in their direction. This will be 100% self-funded by me. You know, if people, if people, people, if people pledge via my Patreon or whatever else, that's fair enough, but I'm not Going to go down the route of trying to get funding from TV networks or Netflix or anything like that. You know, I want to produce this. I want to self produce it. I want to direct it myself with the right team of people that have a good vision of creative art and then publish it in a way where people can see it for free. You know, that's my goal. You know, but that we'll see how it goes. You know, anything can happen between now and then, but. Ultimately, I want to start going into production around July time for for this documentary, and I'll probably see Dan Reed again at the Baftas next year because I'm going to make something pretty damn special. <laughs> I am. I've had enough. I can't. I can't. I can't let this go on anymore. I can't allow myself to just become, you know, a faded memory. I've got ideas and I've got visions and I've got to get them out there for people because I believe that they can help people. I believe that people would get a lot from these ideas that I've got and it could change people, could change lives, man. And it hurts, like, it hurts that I can't just jump in and do it straight away, that I have to wait and plan. And you could argue that I've had plenty of time, but I have had plenty of time and I have tried and I've tried and I've tried, but every time something goes wrong, it's like back to square one. So, I'm going to end this now. Hopefully, this has given you a bit of an insight, you know, into where I'm trying to go and what I'm trying to do, and and the the trials and tribulations that I've faced. And there are, you know, something is going to happen eventually. I just sort of have to. I've had to sort of rein it all back in and do it myself. And hopefully, I can get the right people together. You know, I need to get a researcher. I need to get a camera guy. I need to get an editor. Hopefully, a camera guy and an editor that can do the all round thing. That would be pretty awesome. I'm speaking to some other people, try and get their involvement. Um, I've got an idea for a director of photography. I know who I'd like to do to, for that and I've got to speak to them, but they're a bit busy at the minute. Um, that's it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I really appreciate you sharing it. Um, uh, all the links, if you listen to this on Facebook, all the links are down below. You can support me on Patreon. Uh, that link will be below. And you know, just let me know your thoughts on social media. And I'll see you all next time for the next episode of the Hide the Cutlery podcast. Cheers.